dear family and friends of Betty, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When Betty confirmed her faith through this congregation back in 1939, she was given the confirmation verse from Psalm 111, verse 10, the last verse of our Old Testament reading. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. In 1920, Grace Lutheran Church was organized here in Lexington, and their first meeting was held in January of that year at the home of Herman Steffens. Betty's dad, Joe, was in attendance at that meeting, and it may well be that Betty is the last of the uh, first generation to follow the founders of our congregation who, who still belong to our church. While many in our congregation have a lot of knowledge of our church's past, for me, Betty was the go-to person when you wanted to know about church history. After all, she was baptized and confirmed in the original church building on 14th and Franklin, even before the church received its addition and renovation in 1940. She was pastored by every resident pastor this congregation had except for the first one. And Betty not only remembered great detail from the things of the past, but she also seemed to remember every single detail that she heard and saw, even from recent things. I was always amazed by the many small things that Betty and I would talk about in our visits as I would go and see her and give her communion, and she would often follow up on them. So if I mentioned my, someone in my family had a cold, she, if she didn't see me within a few days, she'd give me a phone call and ask how that person is doing. She'd even ask to see if my chickens are still laying eggs during the winter time. So asking about even those little things showed me that great love and care, and of course memory, that she had for other people. It also indicates that throughout her life, she remained, as you all know, as sharp as a tack. And she remained will a willing servant to God, to her church, to her family, and to her entire community throughout her life. For a few decades, Betty volunteered in Concordia to assemble Braille Bibles. We still have a team of ladies that go once a month down to Concordia to help with that task. And this past year, when, we, when our team of volunteers from our church were short a person, Betty was the one who said, may I go so that we have enough people to help assemble these Bibles? From making apple butter to helping out at church meals to being very active on our Vesper Guild, one could count on Betty to be here. She served in love. She loved her church. She loved 
her church family. She loved her community. She loved her country. She loved her own family dearly. And this love drove her to be involved and active in so many ways. The source of her love was found in Christ. She loved because God in Christ first loved her. God showed his love for her in that Jesus went to the cross to pay for all of her sins. That's something that we don't always want to acknowledge or even think about. But the reality is, Betty, like you, like me, was a sinner. For we all inherit sin from our parents, and our parents inherited sin from theirs, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, who sinned first and brought God's wonderful world, perfect creation, into sin. Ever since, the world has had toil and trouble and pain and heartbreaking. And as it is written, the wages of sin is death. So we deserve not only temporal death for our many sins, but also eternal death. But that's also why God promised in love to send his son to Adam and Eve after they had brought the world into sin. He promised to them that Jesus will defeat the devil and pay for the world's sin. Jesus, when he was about to be crucified, the evening before he declared to his disciples, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. He announced to them, and he announces to you, you are my friends. In love, Jesus went to the cross to make amends for our sins. In love, Jesus died in our place. In love, Jesus opened the gates of heaven to all who believe, for he canceled out our sin through his own death and resurrection. And because Jesus has risen triumphantly from the grave, we can be confident that, we, that he will grant to us eternal life as we call upon him. For he has defeated sin, death, and Satan. And death, which as we see the casket, as we go out to the cemetery, recognizing that many other people have been buried there, that death seems so final. But because Christ is risen, conquering death, swallowing it up in victory, we know that this death is even temporary. And so in a few moments when we go out to the cemetery, we will be tucking Betty's body in for her rest to await the day of Christ's return in which Christ will raise Betty's body and all who have died. And God will give to Betty and all who believe in Jesus that gift of everlasting life. God will, in fact, transform our lowly bodies, as we heard in Philippians, to be like Christ's glorious body. The foes of Jesus thought that they could gain the upper hand by killing him. Shockingly, some hated Jesus and thought that death would solve their problem of Jesus. Satan, in particular, thought that he could rule in terror over this world and all who dwell here. But the sacrifice that Jesus offered to atone for the world's sin, the shedding of his innocent blood, is the acceptable payment for our sin. 
God the Father accepted the sacrifice which Jesus made for us. And so he rose from the dead on the third day. Today, Friday, is the third day since Betty breathed her last and her soul was received into heaven. She is now with the Lord. She is set free from the world's toil and trouble, pain and heartbreaking. On this third day, we will go into that cemetery where we have gone many times before to lay now her body to rest. She will face east, looking toward the rising sun in anticipation of the return of the Son of God. And when she returns, she, like her Lord, will rise, and she will be perfect in every way. God will make the world perfect, and she, along with all believers in Christ, will live in perfection forever. And there, there will be no sin, there will be no suffering, and there will be no longer any death. We look forward to that glorious day in which Jesus will judge us righteous and acquit us of all wrongdoing. But in the meantime, we live here. God has created us. He has given us a purpose and a reason to remain. And so we will live our lives to the fullest as Betty did throughout her life. She not only served her Lord, her family, and her community in love, but as you know, she loved God's creation, loving her plants, her flowers, and she loved seeing her country. She told me a few times with great joy, and also described some of her traveling, how she and Henry had traveled to all 48 states in the continu continuous United States. We live our lives to the fullest when we are, above all, hearing God's word and going to the Lord's altar to receive the body and blood of Christ. That is something that Betty received even in her latter days. Each day, her daughter Carolyn would read to her portals of prayer, and each day I would go and see her the last nine days of her life, praying to her, reading scripture with her, singing with her, and she had communed with Christ as well, receiving the body and blood of Christ. We continue to live our lives to the fullest, having received from Christ his love and forgiveness, his wisdom and his knowledge, and as we live in love toward our neighbor. Yet lurking behind this is the reality that some of our loved ones who made it possible for us to live our lives to the fullest are no longer with us. It is painful when loved ones depart and be with the Lord. We long to see their faces and hear their voices and enjoy their company and the many blessings that they have brought into our lives. There's certainly an emptiness that arises when each loved one and dear one to us dies. And so we are permitted to grieve. We may weep and lament. It is all right to shed our tears of sorrow. In this life, we never really get past the pain that death brings. And that's why we should do as Betty did. As her confirmation verse stated, we should fear God, learn his wisdom, 
have a good understanding of it and practice what his word teaches. For when we abide in Christ, we are truly his disciples, and we shall know the truth, and the truth will set us free. We then have the sure and certain confidence that we will be reunited to our loved ones in heaven, and we can live out our days knowing that the time of our separation is temporary, but the time that we will be with our loved ones in Christ will be eternal. Therefore, God bless each and every one of you with his comfort that he provides through his Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. We continue by singing the next hymn in our, in our bulletins. Amen. 